0: This is episode number 41 of the Better Fuji Photos Podcast. I'm John Peltier, and in today's episode, we're going to go over some tips on controlling the color in your photos, in your processed JPEG files, in your Fujifilm X or GFX camera, using the Color Chrome and Color Chrome FX Blue settings. We're going to go over kind of what they are and some tips for using those. For our Fujifilm photographer members in our community, the December 2023 photo challenge is sunbursts, so capturing a photo of the sun with some other kind of interesting element, but getting that sunburst effect with all the rays coming out of it, that challenge is going to be open until the end of this month, December, and at the end of the month, we will pick one entry at random to win a $50 gift card. I also want to announce that our December monthly webinar will be held on Wednesday, December 20th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. And the topic of this webinar is going to be a member submitted Q&A session. So for our members, if you have any questions that you want answered in the presentation, try to get those into me by December 18th. I'll put them in the presentation. We will save time at the end of that webinar for extra questions if something else comes up. And you can check out both the photo challenge and that member webinar at photocourses.link slash If you have a Fujifilm camera from the X-T3 generation or newer, there's a setting in there that might mystify you a little bit. And that's the color chrome effect. And then in cameras from the X-T4 or newer, there's also a color chrome FX blue. What do those settings do? What are the differences? When do you use them? These settings, like a lot of the other image quality settings, are ways that you can pre-process your photos, your in-camera JPEGs, and control the look and the styling of those photos rather than doing it in a post-processing program like Lightroom or Capture One. And that's kind of what we've been talking about all year since episode one, your one-year Fujifilm Photo Challenge of trying to pre-process your photos and get the photos to look how you want them to look when you press the shutter button so that you can save time processing later. And I've been harping on this all year. You're probably tired of hearing me say how beneficial this can be for you, but if you're doing this challenge or you're really interested in getting those JPEGs in the camera, this is one of those settings that can be really important to understand. So the Color Chrome Effect and Color Chrome FX Blue settings. If you go to the camera manuals to try to figure out exactly what these settings do, you're not gonna find a lot of information. So let's go to the X-T3 manual and, and just read what it says for Color Chrome Effect. Deepen colors and shadows. Four words, deepen colors and shadows. And then select an amount, stronger, weak, or choose off to turn the effect off. Four words is not a very descriptive way to describe any camera setting, really, let alone one that uh, has such a different effect on your pictures and how you actually use that setting. So, in the newer cameras where now the Color Chrome FX Blue setting was added, and all the FX Blue setting does is it separates the blue from all of the other colors that are affected by Color Chrome effect. But even in those cameras, when you go to the manual to try to figure out what Color Chrome Effect and Color Chrome FX Blue do, here you'll see it says, increase the range of tones available for rendering colors that tend to be highly saturated, such as reds, yellows, and greens. All right, well, that's a lot more words than four, so thank you for adding some more information. You go to Color Chrome FX Blue and it says, increase the range of tones available for rendering blues. It still doesn't quite exactly describe what these settings do. And so what it really does is when you have colors that are really close to being saturated, and what I mean by that is one of either the red, green, or blue color channels, one or more, are approaching or at the maximum value for that color channel, 255. So there is no more color information being recorded in that color channel when a color is oversaturated. And what that means, practically speaking, is that you're not going to be able to discern any slight gradients or variations in the tone or the shade of that color. It's just all going to be in that area that's oversaturated, the exact same tone and color. It's gonna lack character and texture and detail because it is all just one solid continuous shade. That's what happens when colors become oversaturated. And so when you turn on the Color Chrome Effect setting for those older cameras or Color Chrome Effect or Color Chrome FX Blue, What the camera is going to do is pull down the luminosity, decrease the brightness of those colors so that it doesn't approach that clipping. It doesn't become oversaturated. And what that's going to do is preserve those tonal gradients, those slight variations in shade and tone of that color. That has the effect of making those colors appear richer. And that's what the manual is trying to get across is, it's going to help you avoid oversaturating colors so that you can preserve those gradients, that tone, that texture in those colors. And the settings that you see in the menus, other than off, you really only have two options, weak or strong, and that's just going to dictate how much those colors, those tones are pulled down. And like almost all of the other image quality settings, the amount of the effect that you get out of these, both the weak and the strong settings, is going to depend on the film simulation that you have selected. Remember, we talk about this in all of our other uh, in-camera JPEG styling episodes, is that your film simulation is like your base layer. All of the other image quality adjustments that you make are on top of the film simulation that you've chosen. And so practically speaking, what this means is that if you're using a film simulation that is really, really saturated already, and what do you think that's gonna be? What's the most saturated? What's Velvia. So if you're using Velvia and you have some really strong colors in your photo, Velvia is gonna tend to oversaturate some of those colors so much that they appear to just be one solid flat, Shade of that color. And so when you turn on Color Chrome Effect or Color Chrome FX Blue, set it to weak or strong, it's going to not necessarily desaturate those colors. It's going to pull down the luminance, the brightness of those colors to preserve the texture and the gradients in those colors. If you notice that happening when using Velvia or Astia, that's another saturated film simulation, Color Chrome Effect can really help you out to prevent any oversaturation. However, if you're using a film simulation that is already very desaturated, like Eterna or Eterna Bleach Bypass, the chances of you oversaturating any colors in these film simulations are really slim. And so when you do apply these settings, Color Chrome Effect and Color Chrome FX Blue, to those desaturated film simulations, all you're really doing is making the colors darker. And that could actually have the effect of kind of sucking the color out of them because you are making them so much darker and they don't have a lot of color already. It could, depending on what you're photographing, make those colors appear kind of muddy. So these aren't settings that you can just set at either weak or strong, and just leave it there all the time. It's going to depend on the film simulation that you're using, how you're exposing those photos, the shades and tones and saturation of the colors that you're photographing in front of you, and all sorts of other variables. So these are just things that you're going to have to experiment with based on the scene that's in front of you. And thankfully, you can preview what those settings are going to look like as you're making those adjustments. So you can either program these settings to your Q menu and adjust them in your Q menu, and that's episode number 31, using Fujifilm's Q button and shooting mode. Or if you just go to the image quality setting menu and go to Color Chrome Effect or Color Chrome FX Blue, you can toggle between off, weak, or strong and see how the colors in your photo are changing as you go to each setting. And then you can go to a different film simulation and do the same thing, go back into that menu and see how much more or how different those colors are changing with these different settings compared to the last film simulation that you used. I did write an article that goes along with this podcast that's linked in the show notes and you can see some visual examples of how much Color Chrome Effect and Color Chrome FX Blue, how the weak and strong settings respond differently to different film simulations like Velvia, Astia, Classic Neg, and Eterna Bleach Bypass. So you just have to experiment with these, but I hope now you kind of have a better understanding of what these settings actually do and how they're going to affect your photo. So with that in mind, here are some things that you can consider when you want to use these settings. First of all, and this is one of my favorite things to use these settings for, if you have a camera that has the Color Chrome FX Blue setting, so it's only applying these adjustments to the blue colors, is I love using it as an alternative to a polarizing filter. If you do any kind of landscape photography and you've used a polarizing filter, you know how much it can really make your skies pop. It'll make those blues much richer, much more vibrant, give you those nice, rich, dark blue skies. And it can also help separate the clouds from the sky to make those clouds really pop out and look three-dimensional. But what's the problem with polarizing filters, especially in landscape photography? Well, that polarization effect is not applied uniformly across the entire sky especially if you're using a wide angle lens, which a lot of us do for landscape photography. That polarization effect is the strongest at a 90 degree angle to the sun. And then as you get closer to the sun, that polarization effect isn't going to be there at all. So you could have one corner of your picture that's a dark blue, and then the other corner is almost white because it's closer to the sun. And those pictures are very identifiable when you look at them. Sometimes you can look at these wide angle landscape photos and clearly identify that a polarizing filter was used because of the differences in the shades of blue across the sky. If you use Color Chrome FX Blue, it's going to decrease the luminance of that blue uniformly across the sky. You're not gonna have those wild variations in tonal gradients that you will with a polarizing filter. Now, of course, there is also uh, that consideration that if you are photographing close to the sun, that area of the sky is not gonna be as saturated or as rich as a different part of the sky further away from the sun. But still in other areas of the sky, when you use ColorChrome FX Blue, it's gonna be a much more uniform application of that adjustment than what you'd find if you used a polarizing filter. So that's kind of like the number one thing that I love these settings for is as an alternative to a polarizing filter in landscape photography. The other thing that these settings are great for is like when you're photographing art, like wall murals, and those murals have a lot of really vibrant, rich colors, you may want to use Color Chrome Effect to preserve the texture in those colors and in that art. Like you may want to go to Velvia to really make those colors pop out. But remember, Velvia might oversaturate those colors. And so then you could remember, okay, Velvia is gonna oversaturate these. I may want to go to Color Chrome Effect. Color Chrome FX Blue, turn those on to preserve all of those color tones while at the same time making them pop out like Velvia does. Ditto for nature and flower photography, for example getting those really vibrant colors in those flowers with Velvia without the oversaturation effect that Velvia can sometimes produce. So that's what I meant when earlier I said that it's not a one size fits all solution. that's why I like to put it in my Q menu so that I can just easily press the Q button and then toggle through those settings to see what those different effects are going to do based on the film simulation and what I'm photographing. And because these settings are applied differently to different film simulations and colors, it's important to recognize that strong may not always be the best option. Sometimes strong can be way too strong and that color is going to get really dark, like almost black and lose that color. So then you may want to try weak. And that can especially be seen in certain sky situations if you're using Color Chrome FX Blue. Sometimes strong looks great for certain skies, other time strong makes that sky unnaturally dark and you may want to go to weak instead. And I have some examples in that article linked in the show notes where sometimes strong is just way too strong, but then weak actually produces a really pleasing effect. So you don't have quite as much control over these color modifications like you might if you use something like Lightroom or Capture One, but it is another thing that we can do in the camera to make our JPEG photos come to life even more. And it's a great setting. Uh, If you have an older camera that only has color chrome effect, try it out in those newer cameras, try out the combinations of color chrome effect and color chrome FX blue separately and just, Pick one, pick color chrome FX blue strong and then cycle through different film simulations to see how much the blues in that scene change based on the combination of color chrome FX blue and the film simulation. You'd be really surprised how much the application of these effects can vary based on the film simulation that's used. And unfortunately, I wish I could just tell you Use weak in these situations and use strong in these other situations. Um, I can't just due to the unpredictable nature of these settings, but having an understanding of what they do, how they differ from one film simulation to the next, and some instances in which you might want to use these settings, that'll give you a great head start and take you one step further to getting those perfect in-camera JPEGs. And if you want to learn even more about how you can apply Color Chrome Effect and Color Chrome FX Blue to your custom settings, to your saved preset styles, and how to apply them in camera to get the perfect in-camera JPEGs, we have courses for both of those, Creating Unique Fujifilm Film Recipes and the Perfect Fujifilm In-Camera JPEGs courses. Both of those are included in our Fujifilm Photographer Membership. You can also just get those courses a la carte, lifetime access, and you can learn more about both of those at photocourses.link slash Thank you for listening to the Better Fuji Photos podcast. If you have any Fuji film or photography related questions that you'd like to have answered on an episode here, please use the link in the show notes to send those in. Help keep this podcast alive by rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast wherever you prefer to listen. Thanks again, stay creative, and we'll see you in the next episode.